If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. You know, before we do that, let me open this one. Dude, so bossy today. Let me... <laughs> he's such Am a, I? He's such a bossy little what? bitch today. Dude, can I... Fuck. He's a Are we bitch. recording? You heard Adam say that? Can yeah, I tell you guys I, something? I apologize if I'm being bossy. I'm in one of those... Yeah, I'm in one of those so moods. I'm in one of those weird moods. Yeah, you, you. I feel like you're on your period. Do I have a lot of like? Mm, is, he's it, is it? But it's not negative. I'm not being negative. It's it's like a feisty, feisty. Yeah. Why am I being feisty right you're now? You're being a little bitch. Mm. He's cutting I'm, in. I'm being a bitch. Everything. He's cutting <laughs> in. Why am I being a bitch? Being a little bitch. How? How am I? Being? You're just you're being bossy. You're telling everybody what to do. <laughs> huh? I'm doing this. That means I'm assertive, I'm not that. a bitch. No, I'm doing this. Bitchy. Same I'm doing thing. that. Assert, a, a, a bitch would probably say she's assertive too. Huh? If you call the bitch uh, out, you'd, you'd probably be like, uh, excuse me, I'm just assertive. Am you I the, can't handle it. Am I the That's only, just what you call strong women. Am, am I the only one that gets turned on by that, by the way? Yeah. yeah. An assertive bitch. Of course. Bitchy, yeah, person. I am the only one that gets turned on by that? Uh, no, 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 no. I like an assertive woman. No. You do? I, I like do. smart women. I do. So. Oh, yeah. I yeah. definitely Brain, Brains is sexy, that's period. What is Eddie Murphy? I don't like living in salad eating bitches. You know what I'm saying? I don't want someone that's all passive. No, no, it's okay. I'll just have a salad. Uh, you know what the worst is? <laughs> <laughs> you know what the worst is? Like, that's oh, me when I go to the mouse voice. The, <laughs> okay, hello. Oh, my yeah. God. It's like, yeah. Ah, yeah, no. bro, <laughs> get me out of here. Bro, you almost did your, uh, what's that dude, Gollum? That almost sounded like Gollum, your little Gollum voice. <laughs> 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 all right, stop. Stop it. Stop it scaring me. Scare Sal. <laughs> he uh, is. He gets all like scared. Did you know that uh speaking of uh the high pitched voice, that when a woman speaks to a man that she's attracted to, she will naturally raise her voice a little bit? What? Oh, yeah. Fact. No way. This is a fact. Gets like excited. Mm-hmm. This is true. True, hundred percent. Just like when a man talks to a woman mm. that he's really attracted to, he naturally lowers his voice. Yeah. This is this is true. This is get out of here. Wow. This is true. This is true. Yes. But then, but then why why is it like you know when we start to like see something funny you go ah! and you sound like a fucking hyena is because it just me? because that's just you. That's just, <laughs> <laughs> just you yeah, bro. Listen, to Adam, <laughs> listen to Adam laugh. Yeah. <laughs> like like he's like, like job of the hut, dude. <laughs> well, a low a low yeah. voice oh, 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 a low oh. voice is a sign of testosterone. So oh, you know that's why. You know, yeah. That's why wait, we, wait, wait. we lay it on. Thick. Okay, so you're meeting this girl the very first time. You're you're physically attracted to her. It's physical. Imagine. Your voice is going to want to be a little lower. Low. Mm. I'm going to talk lower. Just deeper. It, it, without you, yes. Without you realizing it. Without you realizing it, it, it they will. You could pick it up with uh, recording information, uh, recording equipment. So it's not like exaggerated, but it'll it'll be picked up. However, when women do it, it is a little stronger, and you can tell. You ever hear a woman like laugh and stuff around guys that are like you know real attractive, like maybe some celebrity guy or whatever, and you see a bunch of girls. They're like, ah, oh my god, I like that. Their voices. They, they definitely give the courtesy laugh. Okay. A lot the more. voices climb, yeah. dude. Okay, okay, yeah. I can yeah. see. Yeah, this guy is not funny. Here's how you know if a girl's attractive. Where did to you. we read this? Huh? Where did we read this? I never Cosmo. remember where I read it any of this. I know, fair enough. Did I, I say Cosmo. read it? I don't remember where I read it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I like making up words. Yeah. Starting this strong. That's my, that's my, I, uh, no, I did read it. Um, and uh, it's just one of those things because men are attracted 
subconsciously we're attracted to a little bit of a higher voice mm. because it it, it, it symbolizes uh, fertility. Femininity? A higher voice symbolizes fertility. Fertility. Really? A little bit of higher voice. A little now bit I think you took some facts and you made some mm. shit up. I didn't. <laughs> I think you, now I think you made some shit up. <laughs> well, think about it this way. So like Evolu- think immediately of ovaries and... Yeah. And think really? about it Do this way. We? Why would you be attracted to that? There's an evolutionary purpose. I knew you were going to get to it. Share it with me. Well, that's the purpose. The purpose is that that uh, a little bit a higher voice, a higher voice means we're signifies going to healthy. Better. No, it signifies healthy estrogen levels and better fertility. But here's what I was going to say: If you want to know if a girl is attracted to you and you're a guy, pay attention to her voice. If her voice is a little higher when she talks to you, she and, like you. and if her pupils pupils dilate, if her pupils dilate a little bit, see, you have to get real close to see that. So that's kind of a tough mm. one. But that means she's attracted. It means she thinks you're handsome. Her pupils uh, or you could have something or she's on drugs yeah or you could have something on her face <laughs> and she's doing coke it could be that too <laughs> she pets you she's on molly either either, either way you're probably gonna get some action so <laughs> that's a good point it's all good either, either way things are looking up for you yeah hey uh before we transition to the fitness portion of uh, <laughs> yeah. of mind pump don't forget to leave us a five-star rating and review on itunes and uh, check us out on instagram at mind pump radio you can find me at mind pump sal you can find adam at mind pump adam and you can find justin at mind pump justin okay so i have a subject i want to talk about well no if you're gonna do shameless plugs like that i think we should shamelessly plug uh our program right now which one the maps black. The one that's ending. Time shamelessly yes. plugged. Well, we got to make sure this is going to air before the sale ends. Before we say that, uh, it's going to air. Yeah, afterwards. we've been saying that. It is every episode. Yes. No, this is so, airing after the sale's over. Yes, so you're you can fucked. still buy it. You can still buy it. <laughs> well, Adam, you just dun, dun, dun. Why, did you, why did you just do that? You missed huh? out. <laughs> you, just, <laughs> you just you know what you remind me of? But that that you ever go into To for a sales guy? Yeah. And you go in, and the sales guy says, "Fucks it up, right? Just fucks it. Here's Drops my, his pants right away. I'll give you fifteen percent off of this. And we'll yeah. do- here's here's the manager. He's we gonna give you got a, there yet? Man. He's gonna give you a month free pass. Yeah, you're like you motherfucker. <laughs> so you see that barbecue? I'll totally get it for so you. So Adam's talking about Maps Aesthetic, which is now available at MindPumpMedia.com. A lot of great uh, reviews so far, by the way, uh, from the program. Pretty awesome. Okay, yeah. On the topic, so I wanted to talk about. Uh, gut health. Now I know we've covered the micro. <laughs> I know you sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you hear him? Yeah, he got right. all defensive right away. You You're laughing at me. I'm not laughing at it. I'm okay. just you know. No, like, there's like, lots of people. It's that just funny about that you like get so excited about he does. Know, gut health. Yeah. I don't know. It's good. It's not that it's, different. It's energy. I, sometimes I feel like I'm getting bullied. I swear not to God. Not at all. Not I at do. All. I, I find it fascinating. So to be honest with you. bro, you pushed me into the lockers yesterday. I feel like each, <laughs> each time we we talk about this, I learned something new. So seriously though, yeah. Well, the so gut health, we've talked about the microbiome, which is your, your gut flora, which is a very important uh, factor to gut health. But we, we need to go into depth with some of the things that the gut, uh, why they, it's so important to have a healthy gut. And the yes, gut, we do. And we're talking about everything from the, you know, your intestinal tract to your stomach. Why are those so important? Well, I'll, I'll give you a couple interesting statistics. Um, a lot of people don't know this, and this is relatively new information, but the majority of the serotonin in your body mm-hmm. is actually produced by the gut, not the brain. Right? Not by the brain. That's crazy. Oh, wow. By the gut. We've been told it was a brain forever, right? We. Well, that's I mean, part of why they call it the second brain, right? They call it the second yeah. brain, but in reality, in, in terms I'd of be serotonin, the first brain. In, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and like it's dominant brain. brain. You know what trips me out about this? Yeah. You know, when you have a good feeling, where do you feel it? 
in your gut. I mean, it's it's an old saying, but it's it's, it's so funny how, how fucking true that weird is. is that? Yeah, it is weird. How weird is that? That you know what I mean? We've like it's like we've known, yeah. but without knowing. You know what I'm saying? Like things like intuition, but it's like all centered. Around I have a your, gut your feeling. Gut. Yeah, I have yeah. a gut fucking. Feeling. Or like when people get nervous and stuff like that, they get nauseous or they get like they uh-huh. have like, stomach uh-huh. issues yeah. going on, yeah. or they get the butterflies because they're in love. It's immediate feedback. They're, fl- they're yeah. love, so it's the butterflies in your stomach. Right. So what you're feeling. So check this out. Your culture. So we know serotonin is a feel good hormone it's a love hormone uh anti-depression drugs target serotonin to try and increase circulating serotonin in the brain um, because it makes you feel better and a, and a lack of serotonin will make you feel depressed now here's what's interesting there is a very strong connection between depression anxiety and uh, those kind of serotonin related issues mm-hmm. and gut problems so if you take a room f- if you take a hundred people who are treated for clinical depression a much higher percentage of them will have gut issues like poor digestion, inflammation in the gut and stuff like that versus the regular population. Hmm. And, you know, antidepressants are notoriously uh, ineffective for many cases. Now, in some cases they are effective, but they don't have the greatest efficacy uh, of, of drugs that we prescribe. And it may be because we're targeting the wrong, the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. We're not looking at the gut. And what's funny to me is looking back on the years now I've trained and been aware of gut health and worked on gut health with clients, how many of them uh, became happier uh, when their guts became healthy? Well, I mean, as simple as like eating better, how much better you feel, you physically feel uh, as a result of that. And that has to be, you know, partially just because of, you know, your gut is getting what it what it's craving in a sense. And also what you're promoting as far as like uh, a healthy gut bacteria. So uh, th- there's a lot of feedback that you get uh, when you eat, well, and if you're not paying attention to that, it's like it, I feel like that's that's part of the whole like new wave that we're we're seeing now that like people are starting to pay attention to that. Well, it, the the connection is so deep; it's so deep that it's 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 beyond the you know I'm eating healthy, not eating healthy. You could eat healthy and have poor gut health because you may be eating the wrong foods for your body. Like you know, for example, for me, if I were to eat uh, dairy or egg whites, which are both healthy, you know, mm-hmm. full fat dairy is healthy, um, but I have intolerances to them, they'll give me poor health. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so uh, it's it's more than just eating healthy. There's there's a lot more factors that go into it, but it's fascinating because you look at things like people with uh, like Crohn's disease, which is massive inflammation of the of the gut, uh, you know, the digestive system in the gut, right? high instance of depression. Now, in the past, people would say, uh, well, obviously you're depressed, you're fighting a chronic disease. However, the rates of depression are much, are much higher than people with other types of chronic disease that don't affect, uh, affect the gut. Theirs is, is a much higher uh, level. And so it, it could be, and I'm making a speculation here, but they're already they're investigating and studying this. It could be the gut, uh, the fact that they have issues with the gut that's causing their depression and anxiety issues. Now, speaking from personal experience, years ago I had a you know very bad irritable bowel syndrome where you know it was like borderline where I thought maybe I had you know some type of chronic uh, autoimmune disorder like Crohn's. It was horrible. I lost lots of weight and you know and I felt at the time I remember. Um, of course, depressed, of course, you know, more anxiety, but I do remember my, my mind wasn't, I didn't feel like my old self with my mind. I felt, uh, paranoid anxiety, you know, uh, anxious. Um, I was much more of a hypochondriac than, you know, I usually am. I remember specifically mental issues. And when I was in that state, it's very hard to recognize it because you're in it. You know what I mean? It's like playing. It's like playing a football game. 
you you only see what's in front of you versus someone who's watching the whole game. So I didn't see, I didn't notice that I had some mental stuff that was following along with uh, those gut issues that I had. Um, and it was pretty scary. And it's funny because I identify these things in a lot of my clients. Now that as I'm learning this, I start to see these types of patterns in my clients. And when I hear people talking about anxiety, depression, or whatever, um, one of the first things I, I, I look at is their gut health. And I start asking them questions about you know how <clears throat> how healthy their gut is. I don't know if I'm more impressed with your uh, knowledge on the gut or the fact that you just used a sport analogy with the gut. <laughs> and it worked. And it did. Yeah, work. I know. I was. I was, I was like. Whoa. I totally drew. It went. Yeah. I was like, whoa. That yeah. just. That wasn't Justin yeah. who just said that. Sal just gave <laughs> a gut football. And analogy. it was football. It was. I was That's just like the whoa the, the holy grail whoa. of sports analogies. I'm, you guys are making me blush. I right am now. super impressed yeah. right now. Yeah. Well, you, so yeah. you know what they just discovered uh, last. I believe it was last year that the lymphatic system goes all the way up to the brain. So up until last year, if you were to grab an anatomy book, uh, 2014, 2013, whatever, mm-hmm. and you were to look at a picture of the lymphatic system, they would show it stopping at the neck. Yep. It did not go to the brain. But now uh, through you know some brilliant uh, ways of uh, you know dissecting and looking and seeing, they found these vessels and they're going to have to change all these anatomy books. But the lymphatic system now goes to the to the brain, and so now you have a direct connection between the gut mm. and the brain. Direct. Yeah. So uh, when we talk about gut flora, you know, and, and let's let's keep in mind, by the way, uh, a the major factor of gut health is your gut flora. And when we're talking about serotonin production, without gut bacteria, gut flora, you wouldn't produce any serotonin. In fact, there's a lot of nutrients and stuff you wouldn't produce anyway that the gut flora is responsible for. There's actually certain nutrients that the bacteria in your gut produce that your body would would require. If you don't have them there, then you don't produce these nutrients, you become deficient. But we, we if, if your bacteria is off, it is sending chemical signals that travel through the lymphatic system go directly to your fucking brain. So really, we're just speaking on behalf of our bacteria. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Let's be well, honest. I find it very fascinating how it changes. So, for example, like, and I, I, I can't explain it even. I just know, I just know that, like, when we change, when I change my diet dramatically, like whether it's, you know, I decide I'm going to do this carb cycling thing, or I'm going to run ketogenic, or if I make these drastic changes of uh, eliminating or minimizing a macronutrient that was maybe dominant in the diet before that, um, the transition period of when I first go through that, what I feel and what what I notice, and then when I get used to whatever it is that I'm doing, and the good and bad. You know, for example, like the ketogenic, when, when we went ketogenic and I cut out all the carbohydrates for that period and then I decided to reintroduce them, the first time that I tried to reintroduce them, it was like, Ugh. I mean, my stomach let me know mm. right away, like, whoa, this is, I, we don't like this or this doesn't feel good. And to me, it was like, holy shit, it wasn't even that many grams. It wasn't like I, I ate like a box of donuts and my, all of a sudden yeah. my stomach said, no, we don't like this. It was like, I don't even remember what the fir- first thing I had, but it, you know, I had added an, an amount that was, you know, between 50 and 100 grams of carbohydrates in one sitting, which wasn't crazy for me for a guy who ate four to 600. But more, well, what is that? I mean, because I mean, there's definitely a transition period. Like, say you're somebody that eats fast food all the time, and then all of a sudden now you're eating uh, broccoli and you're trying to like clean up your diet, and then, you know, they have like the worst gas on the planet. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, if you look at, uh, okay, so if you took somebody who ate uh, lots of processed foods, sugars, okay, you took another person who ate a ketogenic diet, very high fat, uh, low carbohydrate, moderate protein diet, and then you had somebody else who was a vegetarian 
or a vegan and you were to examine their gut flora, you would find different profiles. And uh, you could do this with huge swaths of people. You would see trends in all vegans. You would see trends in all people who eat keto. You would see trends in people who had uh, who ate lots of fast food and that they would have a particular type of uh, internal gut flora. Now, we don't know yet, okay? We do know that there's some gut flora that if you supplement with, they're good for you and other ones that are bad. So probiotics, they just throw those in. But we don't know what the best profile is for what it's still an emerging science mm-hmm. which is exciting for me because there's so much to learn there but my point is if you change your diet your body your body's internal gut floor will change along with it okay and there's this is something you could take advantage of one of the one of if you eat all if you eat healthy okay if you follow the tenets of healthy food uh you know whole or you know natural foods and you eat you know a good variety um you're gonna have a more healthy uh, and better variety of gut flora and if you decide to make a drastic change in your diet, you're probably better off doing it over time. For example, Adam, you were talking about how you went keto and then you tried to you know, have a 150-gram carb meal or 200-gram carb meal. It, it, that's too was too quick. Yeah. It was too quick yeah. because your your gut flora had changed because to break down the fats and, and you know utilize the nutrients from the fats in your diet and now they have to go and all of a sudden there's all these starches mm-hmm. uh, and so you can have some problems. Yeah, it has to be able to transition into now processing that you know on that level. So yeah, uh, that makes perfect sense if you're if you're you know all of a sudden introducing a whole another group of food. Uh, it's going to drastically sort of like put a halt to everything as far as like your metabolic system is concerned and then like have everybody now we have to reprioritize how we're going to work this out. Yes. And when it comes to, to you know, a healthy gut, um, you know, variety is very important. But before variety, and I want to be clear because I don't want people to go out and just eat a bunch of different variety. Rule number one is you can't eat foods that you have intolerances to. Foods that cause uh, inflammation in your stomach, gas, too much gas, pain, cramps. Um, if your you know your stool is off, diarrhea. yeah, you get you know constipation, diarrhea, that kind of stuff. Stay away from those foods first. Don't just throw them in because it's variety. Um, but once you have all those kinds of foods eliminated, then it is a good idea to throw in some variety. I have talked about this many times, and this is one of the reasons why I incorporate a a vegan a low protein vegan day, you know, once every other week or sometimes even once a week. I do this purposely to kind of uh, encourage the, you know, my gut flora to be a little bit more, you know, diverse. Right. And then of course, within the macros that I eat, I also tried, you know, there's going to be days because I, I do eat lots of fats and sometimes I eat lots of avocados. Other times it'll be lots of coconut, you know, coconut fats. Other times it'll be lots of olive oil and I'll have my fish because I'm trying to encourage the, um, the growth of a, a you know of, of a nice diverse gut flora that's going to be very healthy for me alongside the nutrients and stuff that you get from those kinds of foods. So think about how bad it may be in that case to eat the same food all the time. Right. Oh yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You're and, constantly eating the same food all the time. You're encouraging a particular type of gut flora. Well, that, there also has to be a correlation between like your your immune system. Then at that point, right? If you're just always eating the same nutrients, and you you're probably deficient uh, because you haven't uh, introduced a, a lot of, of diversity uh, in your diet that you're actually going to get a lot of different benefits from. So micronutrients and macronutrients. So you know these are things to consider as far as like you know your body as a whole. Well, so, somebody recently asked. I think it was the forum. Was it the forum or Q and A? I don't remember what it was. We got asked the, about my my diet and prep if it would change, you know, with the whole six meal eating because we talk shit about this and that. 
And uh, the pro- the problem that all of us have with that, and I had, still have with that, is it's it's the the food choices that you pick within those six meals. There's nothing wrong with eating six meals if you want to eat six meals a day, if that works for you. But the rotation of the food in there is very important. And I've always done that. I think it's always been important to, you know, rotate the foods. And when you look at your 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 meals on a weekly basis, you know, you definitely do not want to be eating the same things over and over and over. Otherwise, like you said, you're not only going to be de- deficient, but then you start to change that that ecosystem just for that. So anything outside of that, I mean, we and you guys talk. Justin talks a lot of performance. You talk a lot of overall health. I, of course, am always Mister Aesthetic guy. I find it very. Uh, fascinating to me uh, how now my body is responding differently to carbohydrates, which I believe is stemming all from the gut and how my gut processes it. Because from a guy who was eating four, 600 grams of carbs, you know, I could eat 100 grams of carbs and not feel all filled out, you know, mm-hmm. if that makes sense, right? I didn't feel my muscle bellies all full. And I, I, I didn't, I couldn't, I couldn't see that from just 100 to 150 grams of carbs. It would take three, 400, I'd have to load way up. And then I would see myself all filled out and my, my skin would be tight. My muscle bellies would be all puffed out. Now, because I've, I've now changed my eating profile and what I think have changed my gut flora, you know, the, the way my body responds now to carbohydrates, I have 50 to 100 and it's, it's crazy. It's crazy how what a difference. Now it feels like or it makes my body look like I just had 400 grams of carbohydrates. So I find it's that pretty awesome. Yeah, I, it, it is. It's very it's fascinating. It's, it's, it's very fascinating. Very interesting because and in why it's so glaring for me, because this was a big issue when I was competing, you know, and peak week is one of the hardest things for, you know, all competitors is to time your best to look when we're when you get to the point where you're two percent body fat and you're presenting your your physique on stage every little bit makes a big difference you know because it is it's a there's the slightest bit of change of of illusion that you can create by the way you look you uh, could be flat or you could be more filled up yes or, yeah, yeah it's a totally different look. yeah and and we don't talk a lot about that on mind pump because that really doesn't matter when you're trying to get an overall shape or build right. muscle no, it's a short term it is a, a very short term thing but for me because i've had to become so you know analytical with all this and and track everything and pay attention to it i always found it very uh challenging to time that perfect just the right amount of water just the right amount of carbohydrates just to to give me that look to where i didn't look all puffy but i looked filled out and it was hard to hit that sweet spot and a, a lot of times because my i had my metabolism was roaring I had extremely low body fat percentage. So my body was just powering through calories, power. And it would, I'd eat a meal and for maybe a moment, I'd feel a little bit, feel that. And then, and then 20 minutes later. And so that's a little stressful when you know you got to hit a stage and you might be standing behind stage for an hour, hour and a half before you get up there, which is why you see all these guys popping Skittles and doing stupid uh, shit yeah, in the back. Yeah. That's why they're okay. doing all that stuff is because their body is processing these carbohydrates so fast that they're, they're, they're going in the system, out of their system so quick. Well, I think that part of that has to do with insulin insulin sensitivity and you've mm-hmm. just you've just made your body so much more effective at using insulin right. to the point where now you're you're building lots of it muscles shuttles it like immediately you're strong joints are feeling better you said your skin's better this and that and you're eating a third or a fourth of the carbohydrates you're eating before in yeah. order to do it uh, and you feel better uh, i th- you know i think it's when we're talking about the gut we should talk about uh inflammation and here's the thing you talk about six meals a day i talk about eating less you know less frequently Here's the thing. Some pay attention to this. Pay attention to how eating six meals a day affects your gut, or how eating f- less frequent meals affects your gut. For me personally, if I eat too frequently, I get gut inflammation, and the science actually confirms that there is a potential for that for eating too frequently. Now, 
my theory is that just you're you're just constantly working. You're constantly throwing food at it, yeah. and so you're not al- allowing any type of inflammation that happens from eating to subside. Every two hours, you're throwing food at it. Um, on the flip side, I could see somebody getting an upset stomach from eating too much at one sitting, and so that could cause inflammation. But gut inflammation, um, you know, that that can come from the type of food you eat. I, I know every single person listening right now has that food that makes them feel shitty in their stomach afterwards, but they eat it anyway because it's, you know, like, oh, fuck, I'm going to eat pizza, but I'm going to pay for it later. I'm going to get heartburn or I'm going to get... Let me tell you... (laughs) Isn't that crazy we do that? We do that, but here's the thing. I want you to pay pay attention to this um, and think about it. I'm not trying to demonize uh, certain foods. I'm not trying to make you eat like a robot, but when you have that inflammatory reaction, that is an immune reaction. That it's not something good is what I'm trying to say. It's not something normal. It's not like, oh, every time I eat pizza... I get heartburn or I get super gassy. I get the shits. That's totally normal. <laughs> yeah, what you're doing, no, what not. you're doing to your body is you're actually that triggering. Cinnabon always makes me feel bad. You're triggering a small immune reaction, and now over time, if you continuously trigger this immune reaction, then they become bigger and bigger and bigger. And what'll end up, ha- what what sometimes happens, not always, but in many cases, you get this cascading event immune reaction where all of a sudden, out of nowhere. You're like, I used to be able to eat that. Now I can't even look at it and it destroys me. Now my stomach is so sensitive and I can't. And I see this a lot with people once they hit their 30s and 40s. It's because they didn't pay attention to those things. Long-term chronic inflammation. Dude, think about it this way. When I, when I, if I take a piece of sandpaper and I scratch my leg a little bit with it and I get a little red, that's an immune reaction. Mm -hmm. Okay. My body is sending inflammatory signals there and chemicals and we need to address this. Certain cells are going there and it's trying to heal. Okay. Now, if I keep rubbing that, Every single day, just a little bit, it's going to cause a bigger and bigger immune reaction until I break the skin and ta- start, you know, cause it to bleed. Well, w- every time you inflame your gut, um, you're pushing yourself closer to that. And, and check this out: when the gut, see, the gut is it needs to be a barrier. It has to protect the bloodstream from certain things entering the bloodstream through mm-hmm. the gut where, where it doesn't want them to be entered, okay? If the gut is inflamed, think of the cells of the gut as causing this kind of, um, this gate that will only allow some things to go through and not everything to go through. But now it's inflamed. It's a little more porous at that point. It's huh? porous. Yeah. Those those cells, there's more space in between them. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, less, they're less effective at blocking out, you know, quote unquote toxins from entering the bloodstream. And now you get... Uh, what a lot of health professionals call leaky gut syndrome, mm-hmm. which m- more and more evidence is now pointing to that to the fact that it ac- actually exists. There's still debate as to whether or not leaky gut syndrome exists, hmm. but there's a lot, a lot more and more evidence that's coming out um, almost on a on a, a weekly basis on how leaky gut syndrome is indeed a legit. Uh, situation and this is from this leaky gut syndrome c- cause joint pain, skin issues, sleep issues, sex you know sex drive issues, uh, issues with depression, anxiety, like so many different things because these uh, your gut is as permeable, allowing too many things to you know uh, toxins to go into your blood. Well, and it just seems to me that if you're already fighting yourself internally, uh, any external force that you know you're you're inflaming through just your basic exercise or uh, these, these could all um, if you're already fighting something, it's going to amplify everything else to where it's going to become a problem. Whereas it could have been something that's going to promote, you know, a healthy change within your uh, you know, muscle fibers and whatnot. Now it's turning into more of a situation where it's like a, it's like an arthritis that I'm going to deal with as a result. It becomes a systemic uh, problem. And then once you get uh, an auto, once you get a strong autoimmune reaction, once you get this big systemic 
bang, um, your body becomes very sensitive to it. It's almost like your immune system remembers it. And uh, I will never be as good as I was before I had those those horrible symptoms. I am controlled it very well now with diet and with, you know, I supplement with probiotics when I need to. And I know how to, I have a regime that I do. But if I were to just go nuts like I did before, the reaction I would get now would be far worse than the one I had before and maybe would be impossible to recover from on a natural basis. Mm-hmm. I, I have uh, a very someone very close to me with Crohn's disease and he got Crohn's disease at a young age. Luckily, um, his mother... Uh, very, very smart woman. She's a registered dietitian. She uh, did lots of research because one of the tr- a lot of the treatments for Crohn's uh, are horrible. Now they're better than the Crohn's many times, but you know some of the some of the treatments include like low doses of chemo and you know uh, other types of things to kind of shut down the immune system to stop it from you know destroying uh, destroying itself. Um, so she didn't want to go that route. So she did lots of research and she went the dietary route. She put them on what's called a carbohydrate specific diet, which eliminates a lot of these triggers and focuses on gut health. Well. The kid made a full recovery, okay? Uh, His Crohn's was almost undetectable uh, at one point. Now, he is a kid. He's uh, he was a teenager, mm-hmm. and he would go out with his friends, and you know he had to stay on the strict diet. If he stayed on the strict diet, his Crohn's was completely in check. He was totally fine. But of course, you go out your friends, mm-hmm. you test it a little bit. I'll have a cookie here. I'll have some pizza here. I'll have a burger here. And he'll get a small reaction, small reaction, small reaction. But now he's thinking, he's encouraged. He's thinking, I can get away with it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm fine now. I'm healed, right? He kept pushing it, kept pushing it. Things started getting worse. Then he got an infection. So he had to go on antibiotics, which antibiotics uh, just ravage your gut your gut flora. Right. Boom. Full-blown uh, Crohn's worse than what he had before, had to get uh, some of his bowel resected and had to go on some extremely aggressive treatment to control it. And so that's why it's so important to pay attention to these types of things. And people listening right now, especially if you're young, you're like, ah, whatever. I'm going to tell you something right now. The, the fastest growing diseases in uh, in modern world are autoimmune. Mm-hmm. Autoimmune disease, diseases are exploding and those are the ones that we do not have cures for. So you're not yeah. going to be able to get it and then fix it. You're, you're It's going to be it's fucked. Something you're going to have to deal with. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and so learn it, Learning to pay attention to these subtle signs. I mean, your stomach feeling nauseous after you eat. You're, you take, you're having the shits. It's, all these things are, are headaches and well, this is your body trying to tell you stuff and being aware to just ignore it or just think that, oh, I just have a headache or, oh, I just, oh, it must have had something weird. Like really think about that. Like when you're, when you're messed up like that, your body is trying to send you these signals and, and pay attention to that. And the the worst part though, like I was saying before, like what happens and this happens like fast food eaters, right? Like, so we, I mean, none of us in here eat, eat any, any junk food, but I guarantee if we said, okay, I'm going to force myself to eat McDonald's or, you know, fast food 24 seven for the next seven to 14 days, you know, by day seven or so, I bet you it goes down just fine. You know? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Day one. Yes. Day one, day two, day three, day four. Not so fun. Day seven. Hey, this ain't so bad. I can do this. It's well, not- well, what happens at that point, because you have the immediate reaction, but then what you have is you have kind of under the surface, uh, small doses of inflammation, and you don't get away with it for very long. No. I, I, look, okay, I know you guys were the same. 
when I was a kid, I could eat fucking whatever I wanted. Anything. Yeah. Nothing bothered me. Like, this is kids don't get heartburn for the most part, right? Kids don't get, you know, they, they can eat whatever they want and it's no big deal. And as adults, all of a sudden, you become old. And, you know, now my grandfather, like, his favorite subject to talk about is if he took a good poop or not. This is, this is true, by the way. <laughs> yeah. If you feel sick, my grandfather's like, did you poop? Oh, yeah. It's a big deal. I remember Common thinking, like, why are old people so concerned about it? Because <laughs> as you get older, you don't get away with that shit oh, anymore. Yeah. You, you gotta, like, celebrate. You, you know yeah, know exactly. <laughs> so, I, you know, you just don't you just you have to be that's something you have to think about and be mindful for and the good news is it actually motivates people to eat healthy from a different angle than just the way they look because a lot of times people you know think that they can get away with things because they're lean and muscular right um really what they're, they're affecting is something you know much deeper but one i did want to read a quote um from hippocrates blows me away that back then they had they had this understanding of how the body worked and uh, we're now having the science to confirm it. But one of these quotes that he says, very common, uh, popular one, is all disease begins in the gut. He actually said this as a quote. They're not mind-blowing. That's crazy. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, with that, leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Check out our new MAPS Aesthetic program at mindpumpmedia.com. It's a pretty rad program. And you can check us out on Instagram at mindpumpradio. You can find me at mindpumpsal, Adam at mindpumpadam, and Justin at mindpumpjustin. Stay sexy. Thanks everybody. for listening. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. For more information about this show and to get valuable free resources from Sal, Adam, and Justin, visit us at www.mindpumpradio.com. Until next time, this is Mind Pump.